Your Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number 10. I hope, now this is a real, it's a true desire. Uh, I hope that you have found your own front porch at this point. Uh, maybe some of you who have been listening in, I, I, I've heard people say like, oh man, this is so cool. I listened to it in the car. Other people have said, I listen to it when I get ready in the morning. Here's what I would say. Yes. And what would it look like for you to find your own front porch? What would it look like for you to start coming up with your own observations on verses that you're reading and maybe using this one as like, um, like a little primer, like something that's getting you going. But I think it would be so cool for you to find your own front porch. Listen, if you find your own version of a front porch, a place where you're like listening to God, it's kind of like your sanctuary. Let me know. I would love to know about that. Maybe even send some pictures through Instagram or tag some things in that. It'd be so cool to see what your front porch looks like. Um, mine's just got these beautiful plants and everything. It's kind of like, it's white. I don't know. Uh, Patty bought me some, my wife bought me some patio furniture a couple years ago for Father's Day. It's like my fav- one of my favorite places in the entire planet outside of the ocean. Ocean is like, if I could live on the beach, that would be, I, I have, I, I have a, a come to heaven on earth. But uh, the beach is my sanctuary, and then my front porch is really, truly a sanctuary for me. So I would love to know if you have found one and where you're learning and where you're growing and what you're figuring out. And if you have a passage that you want to kind of learn together on, send it over. I'd love to work through it with you, and we can interact on it. I think that could be pretty cool. So um, I, I, I came upon this story, I don't know, maybe three or four years ago. About in 2008, um, the Stealth Bomber. So the Stealth Bomber, when I was a kid, um, I think in probably... Uh, I don't know. It had to be like probably seventh or eighth grade. The stealth bomber was like all that they talked about. I felt like we were in. It felt like we were in war with everybody. I think Russia was like we we're always coming after Russia. You know, it's like all the Rocky movies are coming out. Rambo's killing the Russians. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, but um, the stealth bomber was like this this pinnacle of American ingenuity. Like, look what we've created. Look what we've done. We're so amazing. We're so great and talented. And so, uh, but it's it's funny because in 2008, uh, one of these stealth bombers crashed. Okay, now check this out: a stealth bomber costs 2.1 billion dollars. That's with a B. 2.1 billion dollars for one stealth bomber. That brings up for me many, many, many questions, especially in light of my justice, my justice mindset of going like, wait a second, don't we have people who are starving around the world? You know, don't we still have people dying uh, from diarrhea and lack of fresh drinking water? Like that blows my mind, but I will leave that aside to deal with the fact that we, in 2008, this stealth bomber that cost $2.1 billion crashed and burned in Guam. You can go on YouTube and you can watch this thing take off and then just literally crash seconds later after it's taken off. And so doing a little research on it and found out the reason why this stealth bomber, this pinnacle of American ingenuity, crashed was as a result of a sensor that had condensation on it. 
Isn't that phenomenal? I mean, isn't that so humbling? We start to go, look what we've accomplished. Look how big and massive we can create this, this plane that disappears, that shoots at supersonic speeds and all that kind of amazingness. And all it took was a little fog rolling in, a little condensation, and then somebody didn't wipe off a sensor and, sensor and recalibrate it. And this pinnacle of American ingenuity went crash and burn as a result of something so insignificant and so small. And that's why I love this passage in Proverbs 4, 23. And it says this, above all else, and that should make us go, oh, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. That our heart ends up being one of these things that we neglect pretty often in the sense of like this plane, this unbelievable, you know, what it must have taken to put this stealth bomber together, all the integral, all the, I mean, the algorithms and all the different uh, computer elements and all the things to make it like disappear. I mean, amazing amounts of science and amazing amounts of physics and everything else. I don't know what goes in. I'm not a science guy. I went to Bible college for youth ministry. Okay. I don't know what it takes to make a bomber that costs $2.1 billion. All I can tell you is it must have taken a whole lot. And that plane crashed and burned as a result of a sensor not getting wiped down and had condensation on it and didn't get recalibrated. And I wonder if for us, our hearts tend to be the same way. We're not, we're not really paying attention to it all that much. In fact, like when was the last time you asked yourself, how's my heart? You know, did you wake up this morning, take a deep breath and go, there you are, guy. Just pounding away in there. How's it going? You doing good heart? <laughs> you know, which is really your heart is something so much deeper. That's why Jesus says in the first and greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, your mind, your strength. He starts off with the heart and Proverbs is giving us an insight to why Jesus is talking about that. You know, so often, you know, we're, we're not asking about our heart. Here's what we're asking about. How's my career going? Eek. Am I heading on the right career path? Uh, am I climbing this utilitarian ladder that I've been uh, pitched that will bring me happiness and satisfaction? You know, how's my future looking? Like, how does it look? You know, am I, am I, how's my 401k? How's that, how's that doing? I got to make sure I pay attention uh, to how's my, uh, how's my health? Is my health in a good spot, right? Am I, should I go vegan? Should I keep eating meat? You know, should I, should I start taking some supplements? You know, how's my, how's my marriage? You know, I want to make sure that's good. How are my kids? Like there's many different questions, but for the, most of us, we're not necessarily on a daily basis or moment by moment, even going, how's, how's my heart? And, and what, what Solomon in all of his wisdom, and if you've never read through the Proverbs, I can't encourage, if you want to start somewhere, if you're like, I don't really read the Bible, start in Proverbs. Uh, the Bible says that Solomon was the wisest man who's ever lived. And if you listen to our first podcast, Ecclesiastes 7.13, I give a little uh, primer on Solomon, but he says, the wisest man who's ever lived, he asked God, God said, you can have anything. And he said, I want wisdom. Okay. And so, um, 
And so he's giving these insights, these uh, this wisdom to us. In fact, in this particular chapter, it's like a father who's talking to his children. He's trying to give him uh, them insights into life. And so he's saying, I've given you all this counsel. So if you can read the rest of chapter four, he gives all this great advice. But then he says, above all else, above all else, so all those other things, incredibly important. But let, let's talk about the thing under the thing for a minute. Let's talk about that. Above all else, guard your heart. Guard it. Keep watch. Protect it. Pay attention to it. It's so incredibly important. You must pay attention to your heart above anything else, above your future, above your health, above, any, above your marriage even. Why? Because your heart affects your marriage right? Your heart affects your health, not just your physical heart, but your spiritual heart. This thing inside of us that is fueling everything. He's saying, guard it, protect it. You need to make sure you're paying attention to why you're doing what you're doing. You should be doing, you and I should be doing a lot of self-talk. Why did I do that? Why did I act that way? Why did I react that way? What is going on? That's heart talk. You're getting deep inside and saying, why am I doing this? I wonder why I did that. Where did that come from? That's heart talk. That's guarding your heart. That's protecting it. You know, I, I, these, uh, what are they called? Like doorbells now with the video cameras, the, I forget the eye ring or whatever they're called. Anyway, I, I find those things to be so interesting. I have so many friends now that have these. I don't have one. And not that I, I don't think they're important or people shouldn't get them. In fact, my wife and I have talked about getting one. But it's so interesting to me. All these apps, they'll just be like, oh man, who's at the front door, right? A part of it is they want a perspective on what's going on around their house when they're not there. They want to see what's going on. And so they have these doorbells with video video cameras on it that are linked to some satellite up in the middle of nowhere so they can know that their house is fine, that they can see who shows up to the front door. I found out that home security systems, check this out, is a $75 billion industry. They'll, they'll say, they say by 2023, it'll be a $75 billion industry. They say, I think the study was like in 2018 or whatever, it was like $43 billion. So it's kind of on the rise. A $75 billion industry to, to, to make sure that we're safe. And yet we're neglecting the thing that is most important. Have you ever read or ever looked? Are you signed up for front? Uh, for, what is it? Next door app? I, I don't have it. Um, my, my wife does, but I don't have it. But I, I just know people are obsessed with this thing, right? Like there's like they're worried about, you know, you know, here in Southern California, there's coyotes that are coming after their dog. Like everybody's concerned, you know, somebody's stealing the mail. Like everyone is worried about their safety. And so they're guarding it and protecting it. And this is what um, this is what Solomon's saying. He's like, yeah, but are you doing that with your heart? Like your heart can blow up everything. It can mess everything up. If you're not careful, you're so busy being secure about all these exterior things. Are you really truly dealing what's what's going on internally? We will spend all this money protecting ourselves from outside threats to make sure that we're safe while neglecting, while really neglecting internal threats, while neglecting those. Like for instance, do you know that divorce, the divorce industry, that's actually a, an industry, 
is a $50 billion industry. I looked that up because I thought, okay, what are some things? And marriage is near to me because I'm, I'm married. I, I deal a lot with people uh, who are going through marriage problems. I deal with singles who are going, I want to get married and trying to help them kind of on a path to make sure they're doing that right so they don't go through a divorce. But divorce is a $50 billion industry. And what that tells you is this, we are not paying attention to our hearts. We're not guarding it. We're not putting it above everything else, not above God, but our hearts affect that relationship with God. It's where he meets us in that secret place. It affects everything. It is truly the thing under the thing. But so often we're not spending time going, why am I? You know what's really easy to do? It's so much easier to point your finger at somebody else, isn't it? It's so much easier to go, if they would just, or if this would just, instead of going, what about me? Where's my heart at in this? What if, what if you're going through it, you're at a job and things aren't going the way you want them to go. And it would be so easy for going, if the job just did this and maybe going, wait, God of the universe, I need to guard my heart right now above everything else, above a raise, above my career, above anything else. I need to check my heart right now. What are you trying to tell me about me? Because he says, everything you do, everything flows from your heart. And that's why Jesus wants your heart. This is why he died and rose again. He's redeeming you, redeeming your heart. And a heart is something very interesting that leads people away from God or towards God. And those of us who are receiving the grace and the mercy and allowing that to seep into our lives, seep into our hearts, to affect everything, affect our hearts. When we start receiving the grace that Jesus gives to us, we just become grace-filled people. When we receive the joy that we have as a result of Jesus's death and resurrection and him preparing a place for us, guess what? It makes us a joyful people, a peaceful people. And I know it's not that easy, but it is a moment where we have to slow down and go, where am I at right now? Because where my heart is, everything else follows and it affects everything else. It affects my kids, it affects my wife, it affects my job, it affects the way I drive, it affects your singleness, it affects the way that um, maybe for some of you, um, your spouses have left, maybe for some of you, your spouses have passed away, maybe some of you are just really lonely, or as we talked about in episode nine, are abandoned. You've got to sit in and check your heart. God, what is it? Where is it that you want to meet me? Why am I doing what I'm doing and how, Jesus, can you help me to be able to redeem that so that I can be a light to the nations for the world to see? If our heart affects everything, then everything is at risk. If our heart affects everything, then everything is at risk. So the question that maybe we should be asking is this. What question is God asking you about your heart? Think about that for a minute. What is the question that God is asking you about your heart? Is he asking you, hey, why are you so angry? Where's that anger coming from? Why are you so jealous? Why do you always gossip? Where's that coming from? 
Why do you continue to abandon people? Was it because you were abandoned? Find rest in me. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows for it. Jesus wants to meet you in that place. So may the God who created our hearts overwhelm our hearts with conviction from the Spirit as we go about our days. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heartbeat. Till next time, cheers. Cheers.